You're listening to the Sewing and Growing podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. Welcome, everyone. He just took a deep yawn. Let's do it, everybody. Ah, stretch. Yep, 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 yep. Have you ever done this? I'm going to maybe expose some people. Have you ever wanted to see what was going on behind you in church? So what yeah. you do is you actually grab the seat next to you. You do and, a little stretch. And pretend like you're stretching your spine, you but really you're just looking to see what's sleeping. going on. That person's biting yep. their nails. That person's watching TikTok. <laughs> that person's so bored, they're looking at the maps in the back of their Bible. But listen, we know there's a revival coming. And if you want to get stirred up about revival, listen to Eddie James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Yearn CD? No. Let it rain. But what's the CD Yearn. name? God, me, and the piano. God, me, and the piano. But that's the subheading. There's a volume one, volume two, yeah. but there's a version of Let It Rain. Yeah. Man, it gets so good. That whole CD, both of we them would are great to, for, to pray to. For a long time. You should listen to that song, listen to As the Deer, when he, when he so sings good. that. Wow, that's amazing. I even got Jordan Todd turned on to that yeah, CD. Yeah, James is where it's at, man. Speaking about revival, and I was talking with somebody about this the other day, and everyone's flocking to Asbury, which is awesome. And I'm not throwing any shade at Asbury because what's going on there is what's needed all around. But what people don't realize is the work, the dedication, the consecration that was put in beforehand to experience the revival. It doesn't just happen. And a lot of people who flock there, I can't judge your motives, but I know personally, if I went there myself, it would probably just to be to experience and kind of reap the produce of what of somebody else's hard work, spiritually speaking. How many years and months of prayer preceded that revival? I have no idea. And is it a bad thing to just taste taste of that? Absolutely not. No. But we're like, man, we need to have that here. But I'm like, and here's a... Okay, I am throwing shade now. I'm sorry, guys. I'm throwing shade. If you want to turn this podcast off. Bro, you're off, full of light. Why are you throwing yeah. shade, though? <laughs> if you want to turn this podcast off, then go ahead no, and do it. Don't turn it off, folks. I'm, I'm just I'm talking sorry. about those, and I'm not actually, there's nobody I'm thinking of. I'm just, this is a broad statement. If you're like, why don't we have revival here? Okay, we've been having corporate prayer times for over a year that mainly only our staff shows up to. I'm just thinking, Well, if you want revival, you got to put in the work that precedes revival. Yes. Come to the prayer times, show up to church, like apply what's being taught. Like that's how these things get started. It's, it's not like, it's not God all of a sudden being like, you know what? I guess I'll pour out now. And to He's, be, sorry. Go no, go ahead. A connector from last week's podcast, The Suitcase, is what I've heard the start of this came from a guy opening up about what he was yeah. dealing with. Him opening up, getting that out, actually was the linchpin that started the revival. Right. Maybe you getting on fire for God and starting a revival isn't you necessarily praying the right thing. It's you exposing what's not mm -hmm. right in your heart, in your life. That's the things totally that have stopping happened in up the, past. the flow. Get it flowing. Get some spiritual mirror Get it flowing, folks. Come on. Get it flowing. Maybe we'll name that this one. No. No, you have other you things to share, man. You got to take some spiritual kale peptate and get the things flowing. <laughs> You've got four pages of notes, man. Yeah, yeah, I do. So you better okay, jump in there. So I'm going to talk about so, – so I just went on a trip to Nashville, and I was in the airport. And I'm going to keep saying not throw, I'm not throwing any shade. But I was surprised to see how many people were still wearing masks, and you were totally – Welcome to do so. 
right? Some people might really actually need to be wearing a mask for they might be sick. I don't know. There was still a lot of people wearing masks and it reminded me of the COVID pandemic in 2020. It seems like a distant memory, at least in my mind. Like when I think about what we did, I remember like we had drive-by birthday parties. That's strange. Like it was my wife's birthday and family members drove by and wrote on the sidewalk with masks and we stood in our doorway and like waved at them. Like, thank you. Were you, did you guys have COVID at the time? Uh, some of us did. Yeah. But just like the, the extremes that we went to, to social distance as a society, um, and just how we navigated all that was like nuts. It was crazy. But I remember out of that was birthed a, a beautiful message from our own pastor, Pastor Mark called unmasked. And he really kind of, I'm going to say it, flipped the script. I like saying that word, that phrase on what that meant to be contagious and really being contagious with the life of God and being in the airport in Nashville kind of reminded me of that message. So I looked up my notes on that message and I, I want to talk about it today so we can call this unmasked. Um, you ready to dive in? Do you Let's need to say in. anything else? Going deep. Okay, before we dive in, what's your most fond kind of weird memory from the whole pandemic? I'll put you on the spot. All right, this is it. Right before the pandemic, I broke up with my wife. We weren't married, <laughs> so I didn't get a divorce. We were kind of dating, and I didn't date her. And then immediately COVID happened, and I started missing her a lot. So after about two months, I was like, I got it. I got to correct my wrongs. I need to be with this person. So we weren't talking, and I'm like, God, what? He's like, you're going to buy her a wooden bouquet of flowers. So I went online. Uh, I saw this lady who makes custom bouquets of flowers and I like gave her the whole sap story. I was like, Hey, I kind of screwed it up with this girl. I want to get back with her. We're going to send it anonymously. I'm going to, and I want you to put a note that says, Hey, your beauty is beyond measure and you deserve a bouquet that will never grow old or fade. And we're going to send it to her. So I, I went out on a limb and just walking that process. Cause I'd never really done anything like that before. Um, I did it, but the crazy thing is we actually started talking. She reached out to me by the time it came, but she still didn't figure out the bouquet, which she's like, the weirdest thing happened. Some person sent me this bouquet and I had to be kind of like, that was me. She was was like, "Uh." so that was just a fun memory. Oh, nice. That's a good memory. I was thinking more of a, of a, uh, not, not so good memory is when my, uh, wife's grandfather passed away. Um, (laughs) but just having to navigate the COVID procedures. So the border was completely closed. My wife's from Canada. The border was completely closed. You could not get in, you could not get out. Um, but we could go for a bereavement purpose and just thinking about the hoops that we had to jump through and I'll try and keep this short, but, um, I had to get a death certificate. I had to get a, a letter that was signed by the coroner. I had to get a COVID test. Um, and so I had to get a COVID test within 72 hours of traveling. I had to get a COVID test at the border. And then I had to get a COVID test eight days later, um, to travel there. Um, all that kind of stuff. Um, so actually I'm mixing two stories because I was on that trip for a very short time, but we went up there another time for COVID and I had to take the COVID test eight days later. And anyways, when I was at the airport, they were separating people who were vaccinated and people who weren't, and that just had COVID tests and they were putting us in different areas and it felt like a concentration camp. And I was really weirded out by it. But one of the procedures that they had was the, I had to have an app called arrive Canada. And 
they would track your phone and you would receive two phone calls every single day. And they would call you and make sure that you were isolating and they would actually come to your house if something was wrong. And then eight days later, I had to take a live COVID test in front of a doctor on a Zoom call. Wow. Just to make sure I was operating by all there the There were definitely some hoops. Yeah. Isn't that Extra nuts? hoops in Canada. Hoops. Hoop to the hoop. All right. Unmasked. All right. Let's just go. Let's break this down. Um, I'm not trying to try and take too long here. Um, unmasked means this. It means to expose the true character of or the hidden truth about, right? To remove the mask from. So during COVID, we were flooded with information from the news, like every single social media platform, the government, scientists, medical professionals, and then the the best one here, random people on Facebook, right, who watched a YouTube video about a a virus and how threatening or unthreatening it really is, and they wanted to give their opinion. Everybody had an opinion, right? We learned a lot about communicable, that's a fun word, communicable communicable diseases and how they spread, right? We learned about um, the contagion rate, uh, how we control, slow down the spread, all that kind of stuff. Remember the famous line, we're going to flatten the curve. I hope I'm not bringing back really terrible memories for people. Like when I when I say the line, flatten the curve, someone's like, oh, if it is, I'm sorry. You got some baggage. But <laughs> if you listened to the podcast last right, week, right? you can learn how so to unload the baggage. Have, we have a bunch of experts, right? Everybody and their dog had an opinion, it seemed like. Um on what they wanted to share about this virus, right? But the main goal was how to contain the spread, right? For the good of society as a whole. So during that time, we were wearing our masks, right? Mostly <laughs> right, trying trying not to breathe and cough on each other. We were washing our hands only when we remembered to do so. I, obviously, you wash your hands after you go to the bathroom, but it was like my hands, I don't know about you, but I my hands got so dry, I started getting sores, like my fingernails and the cuticles were cracking because you wash your hands so much. I just got really obsessive and compulsive about it, like, all right, I'm going to wash my hands, but I touched the soap dispenser, uh-oh, like, how do I get the paper towels? This isn't <laughs> right. an automatic one. Yeah, well, right. I, I'm going to push it with my but elbow. Then but then once I do it, I got to wash my hands again. Right. How am I going to get out of the bathroom? The trash can's over here. Yeah. I can't. I know. And then they started installing those things on the doors where you like put your foot on it and you could strain a muscle doing that, especially when the door is a little too heavy and you're like pulling it with your toe. If your IT bands or your hip flexors (laughs) are a little too tight, it could be a bad story. Yeah. Wow. That was amazing. Right. So we're washing our hands when we remembered we're staying six feet apart from each other, limiting the gatherings to large groups. What was crazy is there was a lot of social unrest at the time. And so they were limiting social gatherings, but the exception was if you were going to protest, right? So the whole joke was like, you know, Saturday at six, I'm going to be having a uh, riot, a protest, so you can come bring your own meat. Like, (laughs) it was just really funny. Um, But so if we're not careful, we can let these things that we were practicing and some of us still are practicing slip into the other areas of our life that we need to be doing the exact opposite. And this is the, the contrast that Pastor Mark painted. And I loved it, right? So uh, I want you to think about your faith, right? Think about um, your church, right? Think about Christianity as a whole and the gospel of Jesus. So the goal is not to control the spread of it. Um, but we are to be unmasked and to promote the spread. So the life that we have received is not really meant to just make us feel good. We're to be sharing it with other people. We're to be spreading it to everyone else. The complete opposite of what we were trying to do with COVID-19 is what you should be doing with your faith, right? In the natural, 
in the natural, we were willing to give up our freedom for a little bit of security and safety, right? That's a slippery slope. Uh, 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 that society, if we're not careful, that's how you can you slip into complete government control. And this isn't a political cop podcast, but be careful about what freedoms you're willing to give up for some security, right? And some safety. If we're not careful, we'll do the same thing with our, with our faith and with the gospel. So we'll trade in the freedom of, of life in Christ, the freedom of what we, uh, that we have to boldly proclaim Jesus and share it with others for the security of our flesh. Come on. Not a good trade. No, terrible trade. Whatever I need to do or, or not do, uh, or give up to make sure that my flesh is comfortable is now my goal, right? Should not be that way. But it's subtle. We we end up doing that. We're trading in security. We're trading in freedom for convenience, security, and safety. And we can't fall into the trap of the comfort, uh, the, the trap of comfort over conviction. Mm. Comfort over conviction. So we'll talk a little bit about being unmasked for Jesus. That sounds like it would be written on a t-shirt that I buy at Acquire the Fire in early 2000s. <laughs> Unmasked for Jesus. Um, so this requires us by nature to get a little uncomfortable, which is a good thing. So this has been said, you've probably said it before, you've heard it said before, true freedom begins at the end of your comfort zone, which is absolutely true. True freedom begins at the end of your comfort zone. So, um, and this is, you know, if you're a young person listening to this, right? And I, I taught this at youth too, right? I'm talking to you, right? Um, parents, older people, I'm talking to you as well. We are to be uh, contagious with our faith. We're to be unmasked, right? We want to expose the truth, the, 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 the character, the nature of Jesus to others. So it's really time to remove the mask, okay? You might be thinking, I haven't worn a mask. I didn't, I never wore a mask, right? And not to say that, <laughs> that you haven't, that you're from the South if you're not going to obey government mandates. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> right? Statistics tell us this. At best, one out, of, one out of every 20 people who say they are a Christian will share their faith with someone else, right? And I'm not talking about being bold and getting someone saved. I'm talking about acknowledging that you're even a Christian to somebody else. Right. Just like even in a comfortable setting, like only one out of 20 people will even admit that. Acknowledge their faith. Yeah. It's like disclosing information. The sin of silence. Ooh. Sin of silence. You ever want to get rocked? That movie, Silence. Ah. Ooh. We were having. Would you recommend it? I would recommend yeah. the movie Silence. Watch the movie Silence about missionaries to Japan. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were silent and about some things. There were a group of five or six bachelors eating mac and cheese watching that movie. <laughs> oh, and after the movie, we were silent. We sat yeah. around completely silent for 10 minutes. And then yeah. we started asking some really thought-provoking questions. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to have a fun movie time, do not, do not. watch the movie. Yeah. If you want to challenge yourself, watch the movie. Yeah. yeah. Can have a movie night. I'd, I'd recommend it something a little safer. Christmas with the Cranks, if it's a holiday. <laughs> Cars three, <laughs> which is my wife's favorite movie, by the way. <laughs> Cars three. She loves that movie. Um, anyways, so we so only five percent of Christians are telling someone else, "Hey, I'm a Christian. This is what I believe and why." That's crazy. We're walking around with the mask on because it makes us feel secure, and we have to. We have uh, the answer to the issues that people are 
are, are dealing with, you know, that ultimately are killing that these issues are killing people. They're stealing from them. It's destroying them. And we're controlling the spread of the gospel with our mask of comfortability. Wow. Ouch. Right. Habakkuk 2.14 says this, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So this doesn't just randomly happen and it won't unless, unless, unless you unmask yourself and become bold and become contagious. So we'll look at six keys, okay, on how something contagious really spreads and becomes communicable and how these actually apply to spreading the gospel and sharing your faith. So point number one is, first of all, you got to be infected, right? In order to catch something, you have to come in contact with someone who already has it. So you need to come in contact with Jesus, the gospel, be born again, be saved, right? John 3, 3 said, Jesus said, you have to be born again in order to see the kingdom of God. So now that you have the life of Christ, you got to spread it. So that's key number one. You got to be infected. You got to come in contact with someone who has it in order to, to um, contract it. It makes me think of the seven sons of Sceva who yeah. tried to operate in infectious power over <laughs> demons. And they came and said, hey, in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches, um, hey, come out. And they're like, right. Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. But we don't know you. Yeah. They hadn't been infected no, by it. Nope. Doesn't work. Get that didn't end up well for them either. Point number two, you cannot be asymptomatic and spread it, right? Asymptomatic just means that you have something, but you aren't showing any symptoms. You're not presenting with symptoms. So that was a big thing too. They said like, you still got to wear your mask because you could totally have COVID and just be asymptomatic. You know, you're not presenting any signs. Yeah. Right. Um, so I was in Arizona um, and there were, there was an amazing lemon tree by my uncle's house. Um, my wife's uncle. It's okay to just, if it's Absolutely. your wife's uncle, it's your uncle. Absolutely. Amen. By Amen. my uncle's house. It had huge lemons on them and it was fruit bearing season. So imagine if I wanted to make some lemonade and I went out to pick some lemons and there weren't any on that tree, I would be upset. I would probably conclude that it was a bad tree and I would want uh, to tear it out. Right. Jesus has called us to bear fruit, for our lives to produce something that can be shared with others. And unlike the lemon tree that only produces fruit a few times a year, right? We're to be producing in every single season. There's a scripture on that, right? Bearing fruit in every season. We don't have an off season, okay? Every season is fruit bearing season. We are to be producing, we're to be sharing, and we're to be spreading. Amen? Amen. And I actually did make lemonade with those lemons, and it was fire. Was it was it so good? good. It was yeah. good, good. All natural lemonade. You think you're getting all natural lemonade from Wendy's, which is still great. It's actually probably the best lemonade, I think, out of any fast food. Somebody will say Chick-fil-A. I would argue and say that Wendy's lemonade is better. Wow. I know. Ooh. Or in and outs lemonade that's mixed with the raspberry. Whew. I need to go get me some in and out I'm going to go to Arizona. Good. You can do there. it. You can do it. It was really good lemonade. Um, by the way. Okay. Point number three, testing proves that you have it. Okay. Widespread mm -hmm. testing is, uh, is, uh, needed to see who has, uh, contagious or who is contagious. So the apostle Peter said in, in, um, first Peter one, seven, that the testing and trials, right. That's what prove and show that your faith is genuine. True. Right. Yep. So 
that's when you're going through a trial and trip, right? We say that sometimes, trials and trips, man, when we're going through stuff. <laughs> it's a testing of your faith. It proves that you got the goods, mm-hmm. right? So you got to go through a test to really prove that you have what you say you have. Absolutely. Amen. So don't shy away from the test. Point number four, you need to take your temperature, man. Take your temp. That happened a lot. I got a special one that we had one at the office. Ooh, that's a bad memory. Remember that? Every day coming into work, we all had to take our temperature and write it down. Write it down. The one time I was showing up to work with COVID, though, I didn't have a fever. You were fever asymptomatic. Was, uh, no, oh. I had symptoms, but fever wasn't one of the symptoms. Okay. Yeah, and then the list of symptoms kept growing. Remember that? And then they would just put it on the news. And it's like, if you have this, 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 and this. And I'm like, that's like, like if you have tennis elbow, like you might and have. And Colorado <laughs> was dealing have. with the worst smoke I've ever experienced in yeah. my whole life in From Colorado. From the fires. From the fires. And that That produced, was when Glenwood Canyon was burning. It was a rough year. That was a rough year. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm glad we're past it. Right? Okay, you need to take your temperature. How hot or cold are you? Do you have passion or are you apathetic? Jesus said in Revelation 3 that we have to make a choice. Either be hot excuse me, or be cold. But someone who is lukewarm is useless. We would rather someone be cold or he would rather someone be cold and turned away from him than have someone who can't make up their mind. Right, One foot in the kingdom of God and one foot in the world. That's someone who's lukewarm. Here's some other examples. I love Jesus, but I also love being extremely comfortable. That's why I purchased a Snuggie. Okay? (laughs) No shade there. I have a Snuggie. I don't have a Snuggie. Shade. (laughs) Shade. You're in the shade. I'm going to go outside, but I should probably wear this mask. Right? Mask on or mask off? Hmm, I don't really know. Deny myself or appease my flesh. Right? (laughs) <laughs> take your temperature where are you sitting those lot some of those were natural things but where are you sitting on spiritual realities where are you sitting on spiritual truths and how are you balancing those with your with your spirit and your flesh take your temperature point number five you need to check your symptoms just like in the natural you'd go through a list of symptoms to determine whether you're sick with something you need to check your spiritual symptoms to determine if you have life what are the symptoms of a disciple of jesus Are you, here's a good list, passionately committed to Jesus? Are you showing his love to others? Are you serving others? Are you in close communion with people? Are you in close communion with the Holy Spirit? Are you living by the principles found in the Bible? Are you living morally pure? Are you bold? Are you engaged in church? Are you being generous? Are you living with purpose? These are things we should be asking ourselves. Um, Just like a few podcasts ago, we talked about spiritual streaking, right? We leave the house without any armor on. Something you got to take inventory of before you leave the house. Do I got all my stuff on, right? Am I spiritually streaking today, right? Am I asking these questions? Am I, what symptoms do I have? Let me take an account of my life, my walk with Jesus over the past however many years, past however many months, even the past however many days. What symptoms have I been showing, Mm. right? Would someone know that I'm a Christian? A lot of times that's no, right? It doesn't mean you have to be busting out a pulpit everywhere that you go, but it's just even your attitude. Are you, are you, do you have a faith filled attitude, right? When something comes along that might disrupt, that could bring a bad day. Yeah. Right. How are you handling that? What are you saying to others when people go, how are you doing? If someone were going to try you as a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Wow. And some days, no. 
That's unfortunate. Well, we work at New Creation Church, so when they saw where we pulled up to work, <laughs> they might have an assumption, hey, man, but I, take that away. Take the easy ones away. How about character, what we do alone and integrity, what we do when no one's watching? Yeah. What about those times? Is yeah. there enough evidence to convict us that we're Come running on. a fever for God? I'm running a fever for God. Ooh. That's like another... Another acquire the fire t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right next to pick Jesus with the guitar pick. Um, and point number six, which we've been kind of saying the whole time, you got to be contagious, right? Promote community spread. Which, if you were listening to this out of context and you were of the persuasion that COVID is still very much a thing, a threat, um, you'd be freaking out. Uh, Philemon one six says that in order for our faith to become communicable and effective, we need to acknowledge every good thing that's in us. Okay. So we're taking acknowledge. We're taking account of the symptoms. We're taking our temperature. We're reading the word. We're comparing our life to it and in it, read the word and discover who we are in Jesus, right? You can't give what you don't have. And you most certainly cannot give what you don't know you have. So true. I'll read that again. You can't give what you don't have, and you most certainly cannot give what you don't know you have. And that's a big one because the Bible says that we have everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Right. So as we get to know him, mm-hmm. we have it. So it's like, you, I don't have it. No, you just don't right. know you have it, but that's as good as yeah. not having it. And that, that's what Philemon 1.6 is all about. In order for me to effectively share what I have with you, I got to take inventory and know that I have it first. Right. And that goes back to your second point about if you're asymptomatic, you cannot spread it. You got to get hot enough. You got to get that fever. That's why I said have a fever for God, running a fever for God. So you can spread it. As you acknowledge the good things that you have in Christ, you're getting spiritually hot. And if you get around somebody, it will come out of you. It will. Yep. I remember after the Hockaday Day meetings, I was just like, man, I want to experience God. I want to be bold for him. And we do water tests here at the church because we're not on a city water supply. Now, don't worry because I am over <laughs> keeping your water clean, but this isn't the water you're drinking at the church. It's more like the water you're washing your hands with at the church. But I add a... I actually had bleach to it to a certain amount to kill off what's bad, but I have to send that into the state mm-hmm. in a time-sensitive manner. It has to be tested within the same day. So I don't have to drive around getting this to locations. There's actually a local company that I guess I'll plug, One Speedy Mama. They have little cars that drive around from Mama. Grand Junction to Aspen taking shipments different places. Nice. So I called up One Speedy Mama. This is right after the Hockaday meetings. The is next, it literally just one Speedy Mama? Or it started it a compilation that way. And I heard that moms. it was actually a guy who owned it first, and then oh. a lady bought him out, and it was like one Speedy Papa, and then she changed <laughs> it to one Speedy Mama. But they've grown their business. I think it's two main ladies who run it, but they have staff. Yeah. The dispatcher that you call into, I think, is from Australia. So it's like, what's up, my? What you go? It's like hard to understand. It's almost like a Cockney accent it from. Sounds like you're like London. delivering drugs or something. I, so I'm like, hey, this is John from New Creation Church. Uh, just need a uh, I need a, one a shipment. speedy mama. I need a shipment. So he goes, oh, yeah, you, you're getting water tests up to Snowmass, right? And I'm like, you have a great memory, so you got the memory of an elephant. He's like, no, I'm old. I don't got a good memory. And I said, hey, I work at a church, and I believe God's a miracle-working God, and he's restoring your memory. Wow. And I was like, whoa. You just took the mask off. But you know what he said to me right after that? all over him. You know what he said right after that? He said, then I'll thank him for it. 
I'm like, praise God. And I'm like, where'd that come from? It came from the fact that I was meditating on God. I was acknowledging all these things that I had yeah. in him. And I was hot enough to where it got communicated on him. So you got to get your temperature up. I think of Abraham. It says that he was strengthened in faith. How? Giving glory to God. Giving he got his spiritual temperature up. Amen. So those are the points on being unmasked. Praise God. Pulling the mask down for Jesus. Wisdom of the day. My wisdom of the day is, I'm going to say it again, I got to get my temperature up. Uh, people say I'm really passionate and I'm intense and I'm loud. But part of that is I know I have to be at that certain volume, that certain temperature on the inside for me to experience what God has for me. And if I ain't experiencing it, yeah. um, Joe on the street who I walk by, he ain't going to get the residue of it if I'm not experiencing it. So I raise my spiritual level up. You yeah. can call it the joy of the Lord. You can call it whatever it is. Acknowledging the good things that we have in yeah. Christ. So not only will I acknowledge them, but they will be evident on me, undeniable that other people will have to experience some around me. That's good. Um, mine is just the second point I made about you can't be asymptomatic. Try that again. Can't be asymptomatic um, with your faith. So if you're a Christian, but you're not displaying any symptoms and signs, you're missing it. It's funny because I keep making jokes about Acquire the Fire, but I'm thinking of a quote from somebody who spoke there regularly. His name was Ron Luce. Um, really passionate dude. Um, uh, I think he he wrote a book called, oh, it's called Battle Cry of a Generation. Really good book. Anyways, he said this, that there's no snipers in the army of Christ. Um, so it's not people sitting back and from, a com I mean, not to say that snipers have it easy, but just for sake of the reference, a sniper is not in the heat of battle. He's away from the battle. They're away from the battle, still contributing. We love our snipers. Okay. But in the army of God, everyone is on the front line, which means you actually got to get engaged in the fight. Um, so you can't be asymptomatic. Anywho, anyways, well said. that's what we got y'all. No, if this provoked fear in someone or bad memories, I apologize. That was not my intent. I'm done. <laughs> Why don't you pray us out? Yeah. All right. Father God, we thank you for your word. And I thank you for the courage the, and the boldness that comes from your word and being a disciple of Christ, being someone who's equipped with the armor of God, someone who has the life of God and the spirit of God on the inside of them and resting upon them to be bold in our generation, Father God, to be bold with whoever we encounter. I pray that we would be people who remove the mask, Father God, and who are bold about sharing our faith in whatever way and form that you lead us to and through, Father God, that we would be obedient. Again, as in a few podcasts ago in the book of James, we really validate our faith by our actions, Father. So if we say that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and we believe that no one comes to the Father but through you, Jesus, then we will share that in some way, shape, or form with other people. So thank you for helping us do that. Uh, we love you. We give you all the glory and the honor and the praise and the thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. And we'll be back next week on the Sown and Growing Podcast with J&J. &J.